Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to the first edition without my raspy voice of the Corner Booth podcast. Big show today. You have our boy Johnny Bones, still the undefeated and still the light heavyweight champ. You've got Antonio Brown saying more stupid crap. Uh, I don't know if you missed it, but he's saying he need football no more. And we've got AF week four. We also have some craziness going on free agency. A lot of guys who are not staying in familiar uniforms. And of course, combine. So, Mark, let's get ripping and rolling. We want to hit first combine or AAF? Let's go AAF. All righty. So, the Alliance of American Football. Of course, it's week four. <clears throat> and unfortunately, my San Diego fleet did not win this week. They lost to the Memphis Express, who got their first win. It was like the week of like winless teams getting their wins because the Atlanta Legends also took out the hot shots, who kind of shot themselves in the foot late in the game with a safety. I'm trying to figure out. It might have been our boy from the Philadelphia Eagles, Ed Reynolds, who uh, uh, got the um, the W with them. So actually looking that up right now. But honestly, Orlando still wins. They're the last undefeated team. So and that was kind of not really surprising. The other undefeated team, the Birmingham Iron, lost to the San Antonio Command Commanders. Right? I swear to God, I always swear yes, that. Yes, it is Commanders. So. I'm I'm very – it was a great overall week. I only got to watch a little bit because I was sick last night. But very entertaining games. The Arizona Hot Shots, I, it was so funny. That game, Arizona just could not put Atlanta away. And as they came down the stretch, I saw the safety. And I started la- – it is Ed Reynolds, by the way, of the Philadelphia Eagles, former Eagle who has uh, made the safety for the Atlanta Legends. So shout out to one of our boys, former Eagle. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Also, Denar Robinson's the running back, which I love seeing because I loved him in, in college. So, yeah, Denar Robinson, the, the the legend himself on the the last NCAA football video game. Uh, but yeah, good weekend again. It's been. I mean, I'm not sure how the ratings are going. Obviously, it's not going to be like as good as they were the opening week, but it's sustaining a level. Yeah, I mean the games are close, which is good. You don't want blowouts, but you also could use a little more points. I mean, you got 12, 11, 14, 11, 20, 11. Didn't realize it was this many 11s. Um, I think it's hilarious that Express got their first victory with um, Mettenberger and not Hackenberg. So it just shows you that that man he might get cut from an AAF team. That's pretty terrible. That is awful. And apparently Johnny Manziel may actually. There's like a rumor going around like the AAF teams might actually reach out to him later in the season if teams quarterback play isn't going well. I mean, they might as well because he'll get some viewers. I mean, I'd probably tune in to see him play even if he is garbage. But uh, I think he lights it up, like seriously. Like we were talking about in last episode. Like I just miss Johnny football. Like he was so much fun. He was so entertaining. Um, I mean, you got guys, the big names back in college like Aaron Murray getting the start, or I don't know if he started, but he took over for the legends. Uh, the coaches were impressed. I mean, they got their the victory because of it. Um, the commanders upset an iron whose defense sta- uh, stood their ground and was really good, but commanders just pulled up the uh, 12-11 upset. I mean, See, commanders are very balanced. The commanders in the fleet, well, the reason I love them, and I, I do root for Atlanta as well, but I don't have a team yet. That's the problem. But, like, the reason the commanders, I like them, is they're a very balanced team. It's not like the Apollos where they just try to blow you out. 
The Commanders yeah. actually have a very good defense, and like they have a couple former Eagles on that defense as well, so it's my root for them. But I like it. Like you're starting to see, there's a lot of teams that like each team's starting to get a little identity, like the fleet of the high scoring team and the iron. You're gonna get slow ground and pound football the entire time. I like it though. Like teams are actually starting to get identities, which is kind of a nice change of pace. It's now time for NFL Combine. You know, me and Mark are big draft nerds. We will be releasing a mock draft in the next coming week or two. So look for that. We'll, of course, hype it up on the on the page and everything. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, Mark, you were glued to it. I only could watch the highlights because, you know, I work during the day, and you and out of an office you don't. So uh, you had more time to watch than I did. So I, of course, caught the good ones. DK Metcalf, of course, took off. He was my biggest surprise, though, because I did not see a 4-3-3 coming out of a guy that big. But – I mean, yeah, he's a massive human being. Honestly, I wasn't surprised that he ran that just because one point, I think, 6% body fat. So he's only moving the muscles on his body. I mean, he's just a freak of nature. He His uh, 27 reps on the bench is insane. Like, I, I, It's unheard of for as big as that man is. Um, I don't know. It's very surprising to me that nobody's mentioned the S word about him. Steroids? Yeah. Well, I mean, Barstool made a joke joke about it, but, like... Yeah, but, like, it should be a very, like, logical... Like, that man is bigger than any person I've ever seen. Like, it's insane. I understand... He was in college, too. It wasn't like this is, like, a new thing. Yeah, but he is built, like, something that you've never seen before. I love... No, no, I hope not. I hope not, but... A lot of the NFL guys were like, this is what happens when you have a guy at a 99 for everything rating. (sighs) Seriously, and, like... He's built like a brick house, and he's – I mean, the only downfall that he had at the Combine, but everyone's just going to act like it doesn't matter, even though the agility drills are probably something that you should be paying attention to the most. But he – his uh, – the three-cone in the shuttle, like, I mean, it wasn't very good. His times weren't as great as somebody of his pedigree. Like, he's just going to be that deep threat. You were saying Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, deep ball kind of guy. And Julio Jones probably has more receiving skills. No, Julio Jones can run every round of the tree. I'm talking more like you know, Calvin Johnson, Darius Hayward Bay, Mike Wallace, guys who aren't going to really roast you over the top. I mean, roast you underneath, they're going to beat you over the top. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he can be built all like that, but he, I think he's if he's going to get picked as high as people are saying now, based off of who he is, and I get that there's potential and they, they can teach him, but if his footwork's not there and his – it's just not, I don't know, it might not be that great. But this kind of goes along with uh, this new thing we kind of are trying to do where we post on Twitter when we're about to record, have you guys come on and ask some questions. So the first question was uh, from our, our a good friend of ours, uh, JD, on Twitter, and it was whose stock rose from the combine? And – I look, I know who you're gonna say, and I come. I really I like we were talking about Metcalf. But I don't think his stock really rose. Yeah. I think everyone knew he was a freak of nature, and I think NFL teams are smarter and they'll look at those agility numbers and get a little worried. So yeah, but that's the thing. So before I even say like, there's a guy have a couple names, but the combine cracks me up. Like I was so I didn't get to watch it all of it. I mean, I like I try to watch as much. I mean, I follow the draft network on Twitter so you can see, like I literally every update that happens, they would tell me about. And it's just like listening to rich Eisen and uh, who is it? Daniel Jeremiah, who I like, like respect as a draft analyst, but like, like they just, 
everything's just amazing. There's nothing bad. Like everyone's good. Like, wow, I can't believe he lowered his second time by 0.02. Like, and then Rich Eisen's like, oh, wow. Like it's just, it's such an overhyped thing. Nobody, I, I mean, you go in there with a, like your guys and your, you already probably have a list of where you see them. And then if you actually, if they get affected like by a lot, then that's on you. Cause I mean, it's just, it's just a bunch of drills. Like it's, it's not actually how they play. I mean, it's nice to know how fast somebody is, but it doesn't mean they're game speed. Like I know somebody that's quick on a sprint, but they can't run the bases fast in baseball. It's all different. Um, but enough of that ran. I still just love the combine because it's just, it involves a draft, but you got Montez sweat. He's a monster. Uh, Mississippi state ran a four, four, one. That is faster than, Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, um, I forget who the other one was. I mean, he had you had the safety from Mississippi State, uh, Abrams, who was like, oh, I'll definitely beat that. Didn't need a safety. but So sweat stock rose just because of the 40 time, which I don't think that should ever actually have a – shouldn't be able to influence it. But, yeah, that. Um, Rashawn Gary looked good. He looks – If you take my other guy, I'm going to catch you. I, I don't think I'm going to. Uh, but yeah, Rashawn Gary, he looks like the number one recruit that he was three years ago um, that uh, Harbaugh shocked the world and actually got him to come to Michigan. 40 time was good. He's, he's built like a brick house. I mean, he almost looks like a <coughs> clowny type player, but I mean, clowny, nobody will really compare to that. So yeah, a couple guys like that as the, the guys I really noticed that who, who really impressed me. And I mean, they're already pretty high on the draft board other than sweat, but sweat's now just going to rise completely. Well, for me, my first guy was Devin White out of Mississippi out of LSU. This dude, I kind of get like a very like almost like a, he's only six foot, but he's two thirty seven. He's kind of like an Ogletree kind of body style. Dude cracked a four four two forty, twenty two on the bench, thirty nine inch vertically, broad jump was almost one twenty. His three cone and his forty in his twenty yard shuttle were not bad times at all. I was very impressed. Dude's an athlete. And at linebacker, he can probably play outside backer somewhere in a 4-3 system or maybe inside in a 3-4. He can fit. I think he really helped us talk. Because I wasn't talking about Devin White. I was thinking maybe he was a late-round pick, Max, and dude cracked. Yeah, Devin White and um, Devin Bush, two linebackers that definitely are going to definitely be up in the early, I think, early first round, early to mid-first round of the, the upcoming draft. But do you have any other ones? Uh, well, Zedrick Woods kind of popped out of nowhere, dude, and ran, hey, ran, broke, set the combine mark. Um, he also was top of top performer in the three gun drill and the broad jump as well, which shows he's an athlete, kind of like a Byron Jones. Hopefully, they kind of get like a a Byron Jones kind of thing. And also, I just found the best name in the uh, in the draft, uh, Darnell Savage out of Maryland. <laughs> he also, <laughs> you know, did run a four three six and had like a top vertical and twenty yard shuttle. Yeah, the so, best part about the best part about Cedric Woods was that he ran an unofficial four three, and then they corrected it to a four two nine, which I thought. I mean, talk about a. I mean, it's literally the smallest amount, but that two looks so much better than that three. He actually clocked nineteen on the bench, which isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. vertical was thirty four. Eh, it's okay. Broad jump was oh, broad jump was stupid high, <laughs> one twenty two, and his twenty yard shuttle was crazy at a four fifteen. So. I yeah. mean, there are a lot of good athletes, but you, it's the underwear Olympics. That's what they call it. A lot of the time, <clears throat> I want to see uh, these guys on tape. So uh, we'll kind of 
see is more and more as we go on. Like a lot of these guys will get closer to the draft. Me and Mark will kind of, I of course love watching highlight film and just to see how they play. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of like a balance. I'm not a big underwear Olympics guy, but I do like seeing the numbers. It's kind of fun to look at. Oh, I mean, it's amazing how somebody, how many people enjoy watching somebody run 40 yards and seeing what the time is. I mean, Rich Eisen, uh, had the slowest official time at six seconds in the draft. And the other slowest was a D lineman who ran a five, four, one. I don't even know. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but yeah. And then the next slowest non D liner offensive line was Dwayne Haskins with a five Oh four who cracks me up just because that just even makes Stephen A. Smith sound even dumber because he said that Dwayne Haskins is more of a runner. I love how in that segment, when he says that though, he was like, I mean, I could be wrong. Well, then why are you saying like, you're on national television. On he's the an idiot. Um, so, yeah. But shout out Rich Eisen doing the run, helping out St. Jude's. Uh, it's a great cause. I think it's really cool how it comes along. Deion Sanders even had some good ideas. Like, he should try to be racing. Like, he mentioned Dick Vitale, which would never happen. But, like, people that he actually – it would be a little bit closer of a, a race and just kind of – I mean, he runs in his suit. He looks so bad. He's, like – looks like he's pulling hamstrings. It's, it's good. It's funny. But – uh, yeah, so that answers uh, our our great old boss Mike Brown reached out on Twitter and asked us who was the slowest forty times. So yeah, that's that's also good. I want I, you know me and you were arguing about this before. <laughs> Elijah Holyfield, yes. I actually looked at his time, dude. I ran only about a one a tenth of a second slower than this like last year. A four seven eight. That's for a running back. It scares me a little bit. I mean, it's not good, and he ran a four eight four was his uh, first one, and then he got. I mean, it's not, it's not good. But I've watched the kid Wait, play. Wait, his four eight four was on. Uh, oh Jesus, that's yeah. almost what I ran. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. It's not fast. I ran a four eight nine unofficially while I was going from my buddies, but like. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I don't I the man is a he's a beast. His dad is a beast. I mean, I'm sure at his pro day, he's not going to be running that. If he does, then you get a little worried because that means he doesn't have a good work ethic. Because if you're that much of an athlete, you shouldn't be running that speed. But when you watch the film on the guy, he's a freak of nature. He's really good. Um, I'm not going to – everyone's like, well, I guess you could take him off your big board. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to do that just yet. People. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put him in my top five running backs, but I'll put him probably in my top ten, though. Well, yeah, like I said, he definitely lost some stock, but I'm not going to, like, sell on him. Like, people are like, well, that's all that she wrote for Holyfield. I'm like, uh, you guys can go do that. Some teams going to get lucky ended up snagging him late in the – Well, as a connoisseur of the running back position in the draft every year, I kind of make it my mission to kind of watch who can, like – because the, the top running back former three years ago was, like, a guy named Keith Marshall, and he barely plays for the Skins. So what does it matter? Exactly. I mean, so- I – not too many horn. I mean, it's not the greatest. I last year I had Barkley one, Rashad Penny two, which worked out for the draft. I mean, that's the order they went in, but Rashad Penny didn't have that great of a year. So, well, hopefully he turns. I had a, I had Nick, I not to brag here. I did have Nick Chubb at two. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking. I when I do my my draft board, it's for when I think them going off the board, not, I mean, I was, oh, I, did, I did based on performance. I thought, uh, well, I, I kind of came on top of that one because, you know, I did, I also did think Nick Chubb was the best running back in that, in, in that draft class besides Barkley, but. Yeah. I mean, cause I, everyone though, like when I did my, I did a lot of mock drafts last year, 
everyone's like, oh, you really think that Sam Darnold's the best player in this draft to go in? Like, I had him going to the Browns originally until all the talk about Baker, and I switched it. But I was like, I personally don't think Sam Darnold should be doing, going there. But, like, I'm just trying to – like, what my my version of a mock draft is what I think the teams are going to do. I'm not picking based off what I think they should do, but I'm picking it based off of what I think the teams end up going to do based off their past, whatever. But, uh, God, I'm even getting excited just talking about this. I might start setting up the freaking – we, I might start setting up our draft today. <laughs> hey, do, do you – okay, so we'll talk off camera, but this is the first one I haven't done just on pencil and paper, so like, I want to make sure this is even better because me and my former co-host, uh, Rob Matola, who is now a quarterback at uh, Rutgers, shout out, um, me and him did our pencil and paper sitting in my dorm, and then we released it on the air. That was the last one I did that I actually like, went hard on, but it like, went crazy for it. That was, two, that was the Wentz draft. But yeah. Well, I did what I did all last year. I had a separate Twitter, which is now pretty much the Twitter that we run our podcast Twitter off of. But it was it's always draft season, and I released like six mock drafts, and I did it through Excel. But since we have our website, I'll be able to set it up, and I'll make it look all good on there. But yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Obviously, not on right now, but yeah, combine. It was a long four or five days. I mean, a lot of news came around. Kyler Murray didn't. He got the. We talked about his height. He didn't throw. Um, he'll be throwing his pro day. I mean, they had the dumb question. Like we, we haven't even dived into the the questions that they ask. I mean, we. I have any. I need to look into those. But yeah, I mean, it's just exciting. It's 52 days till the draft, so I'm pretty pumped. I am too. It's going to be one hell of a day. Mark, we may have to do a live draft party somewhere. We might have to figure something out, if, and if we might just have to do a live like recording, like we might have to just if we can't be in the same room, we might have to. I know what you mean, though, like for the actual draft, right? Well, stay tuned for that, folks, because I think me and Mark are going to try to pull something up. But, uh, yeah, so that or something. That'd be pretty worst case, or I have to drive my ass down to Philly. We'll figure it out. Well, it's just so funny. I remember last year, it was obviously it's on a Thursday, the first round, and my one buddy was like, yo, we're all going here to do something. Like, you're going to be there, right? I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, why? I was like, the draft's on. He's like, dude, who cares? You can, like, follow it on your phone. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I'm stopping no. everything I'm doing, and I'm going to watch See, it. See, the last two years, I watched it with my buddy last year, and I waited to the last pick. I was exhausted. I worked the next day, and they traded. The Eagles traded out of the first round. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, I, like, <laughs> All that. I, I remember I was so pumped because my mock draft last year, I went, like, Eight, I went eight for ten to the first ten picks, and then just shit the bed the rest of it. But well, yeah, the last year, the like the next twenty picks, the only one I got right with him was Van Der Esch. Yeah, I it was just it was a tough one. A lot of trades happened last year, but but yeah, we'll, we'll obviously keep talking about that closer to the draft comes. Um, hopefully, bring our boy Juice back on when it gets closer to. But yeah, so I think we we uh, ready to get into the rundown. Let's rock and roll. All right, so this week's rundown. NFL, the new year is coming very soon. It's almost uh, Christmas, baby. Almost Christmas. I mean, March I will 13th. be. I'm so excited. It's it's an exciting day because it so many things happening. Like oh my, like you literally can predict all of it, and you're still happy to see it actually happen. It's it's amazing. No, um, first day of free agency, I never know what the hell's gonna happen. I'm just kind of sitting there with popcorn, like, all right, yeah. let's go. This is my crack. Let's go. And then like you literally te- like you have to send out a mass text. Like, did you see it? Oh my gosh, you're freaking out. But yeah, so some of these names are going to probably be uh, being announced on the start of the new year. So this one's not a free agent, but it's Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys. He got franchise tagged. That's a big deal because 
this man already had issues with the contract situation. I feel like the last year. Now he got this tagged. It could be a I very, am. very uh, Le'Veon Bell situation. Demarcus Lawrence has proved that he's a very good defensive end. Edge guy. This could get interesting. Well, okay, so here's here's why I look at it, dude. If I'm Demarcus Lawrence right now, I am not. I am beyond pissed. <clears throat> this I don't understand. Those, it's just, it's weird. From, what? It's weird. I don't understand why. The Cowboys have the money to pay him. That's the worst part about this. The other thing is, he's proved multiple times that he is a good pass rusher. In the last two years, he has been a top 10 defensive end in my book. Or if not, top 15 or top 20. But still, there's two per team. That's pretty good. 20 out of 64. I would even say he's higher. Like he's, He was a consistent. Well, this year he was top 10. Last year, maybe top 20, top 15. Yeah. Some guys took step backs this year. We did notice that. But Lawrence can be a top five defensive end. He has the talent to be. The thing is, the Cowboys don't want to pay him, which is stupid. <clears throat> because if I am DeMarcus Lawrence, I'm thinking, what do you need me to prove to get this contract extension? I, I, the only thing I can think of is they're going to try to throw him a contract extension during training camp. But if they don't, like you said, we could have a Le'Veon Bell situation, and the Cowboys are the one locker room that, besides Pittsburgh that might not be able to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, a team like Pittsburgh would – I mean, I don't know. It's just the Cowboys just need to pay them. I, but then it's like I don't know how much this man's asking for. Um, I mean, he might just ride out the tag. I doubt it. But So some guys that did not get franchise tagged, and they are not going to be playing on the same team that they have. C.J. Mosley from the Ravens. The Ravens are letting him go. Justin Houston, after eight years in Kansas City, is done. Ironically, they t- franchise tag D. Ford, the guy that some would say cost them a trip to the Super Bowl. Um, our Eagles, Tim Timmy Jernigan, had a little he's injury. Yeah, he's walking a little injury prone this year, so I, he had a third-year option. That so I'm, I'm calling it right now. The Eagles uh, tag uh, Ronald Darby. I mean, we'll see how. I mean, we'll see how what happens with that. I mean, it's a, it's a tough. Tough one based off of his injury he just had. But then we had Landon Collins, which I'm very excited about. He's not getting tagged by the Giants. He's a great safety. He's kind of always, I mean. He's been a had, thorn in our side, let's be honest. Yes, yes. He's been, he always he plays hard. He's a great safety. I hope he goes to a team, if it's not the Eagles, that doesn't affect the Eagles. Um, but, yeah. so the, Imagine the, him and Jenkins in the same secondary. Oh, God. Well, that would be, yes, that would be pretty awesome. But, uh yeah, so a bunch of big names there. I think Justin Houston kind of – I remember where he had that massive contract a couple of years ago. Didn't really live up to it. Um, he had that one big year and they threw money. What a, what a surprise. Yeah. Um, CJ Mosley is going to make a, very, a team very happy that needs a linebacker. And Tim Jernigan, he's still young, so he's going to get – he's gonna as long as he stays healthy and plays like he did the first year with us, he'll make a team happy. He's a very underrated defensive tackle. He's a good pass rusher at the inner, at the inner spot. I just don't think like Philly was like Philly was like so shorthanded at defensive tackle this year that Fletcher Cox played through a, a busted foot. Yeah. So that should tell you everything you need to know. The guy wasn't there when we needed him, and I just he wasn't worth us throwing the amount of money he wanted. Yeah, I mean, well, he he had, he had an option for this year, I'm pretty sure. And it was Eagles. too expensive for what he played like though. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, hopefully the Eagles will find something. And speaking of Eagles. Our uh, Super Bowl MVP, 
it obviously is not official because nothing can be official, even in supposedly there's not even supposed to be any talks between teams. Um, but word on the street is that uh, Nikki Six, Nick Foles, is going to be signing a multi-year of the Jags. That is exactly what we said was going to happen. I really hope it does happen because I want him to not be Stop. shit. Yes. So if he went to like the Dolphins or something like that, I don't think it would have worked out. The Jaguars easily are the best situation for him to go to. I mean, the Giants would have not been terrible either because of the weapons, but I wouldn't have wanted that. Um, but yes, the ja- Jaguars uh, clearly mean Blake Bortles' era is over. Hopefully, I mean, Blake Bortles is the epitome of what a backup should be. I mean, he's like Chase Daniels, the same freaking type of player. So, um, and he's just that funny backup that's a good locker room guy. So, I don't know. I think it's good for Foles if it actually happens. Um, we'll see how it goes. I love the move, getting him in front of Fournette. Tom Coughlin is a good executive. He's got his boy DeFilippo as the OC. <clears throat> I think I that's, I that's, that's huge, too. I don't know if I uh, trust Doug Morrow as a head coach, but what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, <clears throat> trusting him is tough. I mean, he's he's a he's a very good at being relevant coach. Like, even when he was on the Bills, he had, like, Fitzpatrick, and he was there, and he decided to leave on his own terms. But he's always good at making his teams usually, like – They're in the mix. They're never yeah. really out of it. Yeah, I mean, he also they also had the one of those years where they got everything went their way and they made it to the AFC Championship, which everyone said was like a good thing but a bad thing because it made you believe in Blake Bortles for a year. Um, but Foles, like I said, it will be no excuses if he doesn't do well there. They just needed a quarterback is what they everyone believes. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey has said anything about Nick Foles. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. He uh he it was like it was like oh I see why he's MV he won the MVP or something like that or he beat Brady or something like that. it was something funny like that yeah but uh, I mean speaking of Jalen Ramsey we got who's a very uh, loud human being you mentioned earlier in the little uh, talking about what's gonna be on the show and AB is I really think he needs to be like I somebody I needs to put him. a muscle over his mouth you the, the team's got to release that, who he wants to play for who who want him yeah well, not a good screw, list screw the muzzle for. His mouth will talk and just cover his mouth up because that stupid blonde mustache. You I don't understand. You get over that mustache, can it, you? It looks like he had some bad milk maybe with some pee or I don't know, man. It's just like like wipe your mouth off, dude. Like figure it out. Like you're looking like an idiot. You're, he's just – I wish I could find what he said. Oh, he said something so outrageous about – it's, it was either about Big Ben or oh, he, no, said, no, no. he doesn't need he, football. Well, he said on the, he said on, the t- on uh, what's it called in the shop. It's hard to pull it up because it's an HBO show or Showtime. I can't remember what network it is. But I watched some clips. It wasn't good. He said, "Oh, he do walks around like he's an owner." I'm like, "Well, I know that part. I thought he said something new." He also that... said something in an interview the other day. He was like sitting on a throne. He was like, "Yeah, no, I don't need football. I don't need this." Oh yeah, and he also said he, he also said he doesn't have an ego. <laughs> Mr. Big Chest. Yeah, Mr. Big Chest doesn't have an ego exactly. The man has zero self awareness. What what does Kevin Hart say? Say it with your chest. Yeah, yeah, and he, I don't, I mean, Antonio Brown. I don't know. In the teams, what was like those like the Redskins? Um, it was Redskins, Titans, Raiders. Yeah, I and, remember that rap top I hate. It's impressive. And. I mean, I don't I guess the 49ers, I mean, John Lynch just probably doesn't want to deal with them. But John Lynch is like, yeah, you want to come here? Good one. Yeah, well, 
But actually, I mean, we'll continue real quick with AB. But um, yeah, the Redskins, whatever. I would laugh. He would just be like when Deshaun Jackson went there and didn't really do anything. Um, at least, I mean, he would, he'll still be good because he's AB. But man, is he gonna be? It's just you, I can't get over how much he loves the ball. ball. The offensive line is so bad. Yeah, and who even knows who's gonna be throwing it to him? Because I mean, it might be honestly Josh Johnson. The dude played okay at the end of the year. He wasn't terrible for what he had to do. Well, yeah, and I think I can, they'll probably draft like a. I hope they draft like a Daniel Jones, the guy will do. Like he's my he he's. I haven't watched anything on him, but I have a funny feeling he's be my Josh Allen of this year, just because he's been so hyped up, and I'm like I haven't even. Like, okay, we'll see, see what happens. My Josh Allen, the one who I think is going to be better and people think is your boy, Will Greer, he's just got a moxie about him that's going to work in the league. He's just got to go to the Chargers. That's all I need. I need him to go to the Chargers because he'll sit a year or two behind Philip Rivers, get that little edge that he needs, and then he'll be fine. Um, he's also older than most of the guys in this draft. So like, I mean, yeah, because he had to sit out a year, but probably like a year or two. But, uh, also, his brother was like more famous than he was for like five years oh yeah that family definitely is going to be a wealthy family because nash Greer still is i'm pretty sure making some money off of his social he's media youtube and youtube he's big on now or whatever well he's like just a social media influencer at this point i'm pretty sure his instagram has like millions of followers so yeah it's true um, and i mean even and, and will grant doing too bad his wife's a very beautiful lady as well so oh yeah i mean he has a kid that's the only thing i mean not saying i'm pretty sure it was not planned but he's going to be doing all right and that kid's going to have a pretty decent life um, I, I honestly think people are really underselling Greer because I think the dude's a little more mature and has more of a gut, like a gutsy moxie that some of these guys don't have. I mean, I, yeah, I, I hope he, I hope as long as he doesn't go to the Redskins, I'll be okay with it. He smell, I got, I got that same whiff with him that I got with Baker, and it's making me feel very confident in him. Well, I hope so. Um, but we'll stay with um, football. We got. <laughs> Well, first, actually, let's dive into Trey Young, who's been absolutely killing it, and everyone in the world saying he's winning the Luka trade now. Like, shut up, people. Like, months ago, Luka was, like, the greatest thing to ever come out of the draft. Now it's like, oh, Trey Young's killing it. Yes, he's playing well. I mean, he's he, the kid can score when he's hot. He has the most points. Uh, he's like a micro Steph. Like, he's not as good as Steph, but he, he can't play defense like Steph, and he shoots bombs. Like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he's getting the basket, he's, and he's, he's making these clutch shots. I saw him make a shot against the Bulls, and he Stared turned around. No, well, well, not that. No, this is the, the first game, and won the four overtimes. He, like, made a shot to go into overtime, and he turned around and goes, this is my city. I'm like, oh, shut up, dude. Like, don't give you me that You really just crap. Love, hate dudes with the ego trips, don't you? Like, who are you? You went crazy say this my the freaking, uh, what is it, the Trevor Lawrence thing last week. Well, yeah, but yeah, because their egos are for bull pussies. Egos for pussies. Like, if you're having an ego like that, like, get over yourself. Like, just play. Dude, if I hit a shot like that, I was the only hope for my team besides Vin Carter's forty-year-old ass. I'd be screaming shit like that too. But I'm not gonna say this is my city when I haven't even played a full year there. Like, get over yourself, dude. Like, you finally are starting to play well, and you're gonna call it that your city. You gotta earn your right to have it be your city. That's all oh, I'm saying. He, you don't see Luka Doncic going, "This is my city." You would say in a freaking Lithuanian accent, wherever the hell he's from. So, like, yeah. why the hell does it matter? Because it's dark city. That's all he knows. That's why. Well, yeah, that's different. And he's not even the like when Porzingis comes back, he's not even the best foreigner's on team. Either so, way, Trey Young. But I'm 
definitely like I'm gonna come around. I'm coming around on Trey Young. I'm not gonna. I didn't think he was gonna be that good. I mean, Javon Carter shot him down in college. Uh, it's just, <clears throat> and then he gets ejected last night. That was, was so stupid. It's so bad. I was oh, like, that's our refs. I'm like, why? This is this is the NBA, and this is the pinnacle of stupidity of the NBA. What happened to the good old days? Do you, Kevin Garnett told <laughs> told Carmelo Anthony his wife tastes like honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> like, like, where do we? How far do we have to fall? He stares at the dude and he gets ejected. Come on. Yeah, it's not good. Thing I've seen all day. And the best part is, is well, it was a second tech, which is why he got ejected. Well, he shouldn't even been a tech. Well, that's the thing. Chris Dunn's the one that smacked him. Like, I don't understand. Chris, Chris Dunn was just bitter because voice. I gotta respect him, but like, well, he on. was just bitter because Trey Young was like just lighting him up. Light him up, exactly. So Trey Young took a shot at like after the timeout, and Chris Dunn like bumped into him, and then Trey Young like put his hand out, and then Chris Dunn smacked him, and then you don't need to eject the dude. I mean, I. <laughs> I so stupid. <clears throat> it was dumb, but I mean, it's nice to see these young guys actually like. I mean, Being Chippy. Well, not even that. Well, yeah, Chippy's good, and like, I mean, who would have thought the Bulls and the Hawks would have this two-game rivalry? Like, well, here's just, the other thing. I, I saw. I'm starting to notice in these younger guys, they're not as much about team ups as LeBron's generation was, which is may give me hope. Well, I mean, they don't have the chance to do that yet. Well, also, they all started just getting the scrubs with each other, and I love it. Well, yeah, I mean. I think, though, and, like, when it's their turn to be up in the free agency, yeah, you're going to see those, like, the top three. You're going to see Zion and R.J. Barrett join up when, when it's, like, their time comes. Please, like, God, let that not happen. But, I mean, like I said, we'll see what happens. It depends on where the players go. Down with super teams. They suck. Boo. But, yeah. Uh, so, to finish up um, on the rundown, I was going to put bon- John Bones Jones in here, but I figured I'll just give you that little segment to end it. Uh Unless, did you have something else for last call? No. Yeah, I figured we'd just go John Munchen with that. But either way, last talk is Pat McAfee. I love this man. He is something else. He's funny. He's great. He is the legend. I want him on our, if there was any guests I want on our show, like, it's him. Yeah, I would be, I, I, he, everything the man says is hilarious. He's, and he doesn't have a massive ego like Portnoy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely like I I would love to go out there and work for him out in Indiana. Uh but he is campaigning like he is running for president, but it's just to be in the booth for Monday night football. You I got love it. you have his hashtags that are trending, like legitimately trending, like McAfee for Monday night football, do the right thing ESPN. And he did one broadcast for the Baylor Texas Tech game this past season and he kills it. Like he's really good. And I understand why ESPN's like kind of worried about it because he could slip up and say something inappropriate, but it's not really in that way. It's it's not harmful. Um, but, I mean, with Jason Witten getting fired, because I'm still convinced that's what happened, it's the perfect opportunity. Like, why not? Give him the chance. Like, you need The people will watch Monday Night Football if Pat McAfee's doing the broadcast. Tesla Tour and McAfee would be such a good combo. I yeah, actually like the guy they have in there for, like, the main play. My play, he's actually got some emotion. Yeah. I couldn't stand Sean McDonough. He sounded like a robot. So I, well, I, like, I think I think and you keep Boog in the Booger Mobile. I think they would be good together. You know, just get him off that stupid ass cart. That's all no, I care that's about. That's the best part, dude. The Booger Mobile. Well, get it lower on the field so he doesn't bother all the guys behind him. I I'm going to the game. Seat. I don't care. Dude, if you were in those seats, you wouldn't care. Yeah, I if I was, but am I? No. So that's their problem. I'm not. Worried. I'm a man of the people, Mark. Get Booger off the field. 
I'm the man of if it's a you problem, that's for you to figure out. <laughs> See, this is why everyone likes me more because I'm a man of the people. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Whatever gets you to sleep at night, that's all I'm saying. I don't sleep at night. I'm a vampire. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps up. Shout out Pat McAfee. Hopefully it works out. I hope Monday Night Football is great again because of you. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how we're going <clears> to <throat> wrap up the rundown. All righty. Now, Mark, let's rack up the smooth jazz. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday, even though it took me about four of an hour and a lot of my hard-earned research and a multiple trips to go get my computer charger, I found a link to watch the UFC fight where I'm going to pay for it. Sue me. Um, I wasn't paying 65 bucks to watch one fight. Um, one, I did watch two. I watched the Tyron Woodley fight as well. That fight was so boring, and I was so happy he lost because it was – the thing with the Tyron Woodley, I've watched three of his fights – one was a knockout. One was the most boring thing I've ever seen. It was nothing but shin kicks for five rounds. So this one, I saw him get his butt kicked for five rounds. And it was a unanimous decision. It was so weird not seeing not any knockouts at all. But he deserved to lose. It was a bad fight. And then, my boy, the champ, screw you, Daniel Cormier, John Bones Jones, defeats... Anthony Smith, who honestly I gained so much respect for in that fight, because Bones was beating him. He was just whooping him. And the dude just would not go down. It looked like a Rocky Balboa movie. <laughs> this dude was getting his ass kicked from round one to the final bell and showed so much class. And it was so interesting how much respect Jones has for him as well. Because after the fight, John literally walked over and was like, dude, you literally took a beating and stuck in there. He said in the interview, it was the first thing he said. And there was an illegal head kick by Jones. Everyone's like, oh, Jones is dirty. I'm like, dude, he probably got caught up in the moment. And Smith was sliding downwards and he hit him in the head. And Smith was like, dude, I want to keep fighting. I'm not a bitch like Cormier. That's mm-hmm. not his words, it's mine. But you couldn't tell I really hate Daniel Cormier. But it was a great fight. John Jones is the champ. The greatest light heavyweight of all time. Yes, I will stick to that to my grave. But it was it was a little boring, but it kept me on the edge of my seat. I was waiting for Jones to pounce on him like he usually does with every opponent, like either Gustafson or do with Cormier. Or, but the more and more wins Jones gets, the more and more we can put behind all the bullshit that I had to deal with the past three years. Him being my favorite fighter, getting ridiculed. And I love it. And it was a it was a nice moment. I got to sit there and watch my favorite fighter get a W, and I'm like, huh, it's great. I can relax now. But uh, Anthony Smith, maybe my second or third favorite fighter now, because that dude just took a beating and just would not go down. Yeah. But he looked so intimidated by Jones. He looked like a deer in the headlights the entire time. So I don't know. Great fight to watch. That's all I got. And uh, yeah, I hate Daniel Cormier. He sucks. He's a little bitch. Cake and chicken. <laughs> that's a good way to end it <laughs> yeah there we go so that's all I got today folks Mark you got anything else on the docket no that's about it for me alright well folks look for, look for our uh, mock draft I guarantee Mark is probably typing it on his phone right now as we speak um that's about it it'll be the two of us we'll release it um I probably will have some surprises that'll make Mark scratch his head and that's about it we'll see y'all Thursday
This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.